comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. TV podcast. This is episode 189 for season 7, episode 10, entitled New Best Friends. I'm your host, Craig DeManda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newirth. Craig? Yes? Why'd you you go? I'm here. I'm right here, buddy. (laughs) Hey. Hey, Richard. (laughs) Richard Sheldon. Chub Toad. What? What? You're here. Yeah. And Mr. I want to hang with with my buddy, Jerry. Isn't Jerry awesome? Did you did you watch the, the Talking Dead afterwards? Uh, no, that's on it. Uh, oh, he was on it. He was awesome. Uh, he was the best, the absolute best. And we're also he, joined by Daryl Taylor. I'm glad you believed in me. Oh, listen, man, this wouldn't be the same without you. But Jerry was on the yeah the Talking Dead. I, I kind of was in and out. I was kind of dozing yeah. off actually, but. He even stood next to Chris Hardwick for a second, like he was standing on the stage next to uh, the King Ezekiel. It was—he's great. This guy is so cool. Yeah. That's an actor. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask if did he like pick up Hardwick and cradle him because yeah. he seems like a <laughs> he's guy. huge. The guy's you know, massive. But the guy's he's huge. just like Jerry. He's just excited about everything and upbeat. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, he's, like, so he's trying to play it off like, well, I was trying to think about how to play the character. Give me a break. You are the character. I don't want to. Yeah, think. you are the character. Come on, man. You're trying to play it off like you had to get into the guy's head or anything. It's like you know. But he's already a fan favorite. Even Hardwick was saying. Like, I, I want to yeah. know when the Jerry action figure is going to be available. <laughs> After he dies. But <laughs> yeah, probably. The, the, the funny thing is, he says he's like a real-life weapons expert, too. He, he knows how to swing the axe and the swords and all sort of kind of crazy stuff. So oh, maybe we'll it. see some action from him later on. Who knows? I'd, Hopefully. I'd, I'd, I'd watch his American Ninja Warrior episode. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> when he was in, yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, any uh, initial thoughts, guys? The ratings were up a little bit for this episode. It seems to be ramping up a little bit. Things are getting back on track. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Initial thought is it's this is definitely not the first half of the season. And I'm really, really... I don't know if it's better than last week's episode, but it's definitely on par with it. I, I really, really like this. It's like what Aaron was saying last week where the characters are interacting in that dialogue and just the the team being together and you know everything like that it's just continued into this episode and i really enjoyed it i um 
I don't know if I'd, I, I think last week was, was a, was a better episode overall. I mean, it's not by much and we'll get to that, but I, I do like that the show is embracing the weird and embracing that it is a comic book TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can be happy with, you know, a level of grounding and reality, but that only goes so far if I'm not enjoying what I'm watching. And this is an episode where it really goes kind of far left as far as the weirdness of what a world in a zombie apocalypse would be like and what kind of groups and people you would encounter. And I very much enjoyed seeing that this week. Yes, we met the scavengers, I guess is what they're officially called. We'll get to them a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. But I wasn't I, disappointed by that. I thought, you know, like I, you get worried. I, you, I thought they had a plan. I thought it was something that the, the priest had a plan and all that. But I was a little skeptical that I'd be disappointed when they executed it. And I wasn't. I did enjoy it a lot. And I enjoyed Daryl's scenes also um, without him having to do a Daryl thing. You know, like do yeah, something have to... superhuman. He was actually just Daryl. So he didn't know, blow just... up a tank. He didn't like. Uh, yeah, he didn't okay. blow up a tank. Right. He didn't. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I, guys, I think you're forgetting <laughs> the fact that Daryl was petting a tiger because he can. I mean, that's, that's what true. he did. That, that yeah. is true. You're right. You're right. That's, 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 right, that's Daryl. That's such a Daryl thing. He's like, yeah, of course he pets a tiger. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> well, that, that's he probably the ti- he probably smells like an animal because Daryl don't <laughs> smells like possum and squirrel and yeah. So he's probably like he's part of the jungle or whatever. <laughs> he's I bet it's part of his, his Daryl. Like uh, if you guys yeah. saw what Spy with um, Melissa McCarthy and Jason Statham, yeah. Jason Statham had all his lines where he'd say like, "I was once on fire and I sewed my own arm back." Like that kind of it, that's yeah, like what Daryl's like. That's I, Darryl. I was once in the middle of a battle and I killed the tank with my bare hands like that kind of thing and i just called that tuesday that was... yeah. and rosita is being a dick she's being a little snippy she's getting she's, she's getting pushing it i still kind of like it though on her it's better than her just saying nothing i mean i kind of like her being a little snippy but you, you like it when they're feisty huh I, I like rosita when she's feisty let me just put it that i way. just foresee her getting somebody killed like i foresee her messing up part of the plan and then her getting killed because of it i, I just kind of get that feeling so well, she's working like her guy. way towards death mm-hmm. you think yeah yeah she could yeah. Yeah. It seems like it seems like there's a rule of three thing going on here because we've gotten two episodes in a row of her being yeah, cut you know a jerk to people mm-hmm. just for the sake of being a jerk and so like i feel like next week there might be some pushback if she does it again dude there was a bit of me that felt that this was daryl's last episode i i really as much <sighs> as they focused on him they don't have every, the guts i yeah. don't think so either no, no, but no. there was like this brief second of nah oh, they're gonna do it Nah, they don't have the guts to do it I think oh, Carol, Carol's crack. coming to an yeah, end. I think we, we're not going to see Carol see, much with, more. Yeah, Carol. Carol dies. We riot, saying now is transforming into if Jerry. No, no, dies. no, no, no. So, no. You know. If if they do it, I would I would love to see them do it because it would kind of go back to don't forget what kind of show this is. Right. I would if they did it. Not that I'd <laughs> want him to die, but I mean if they did it. Not this I season, though. It's like they already pissed off the fans enough this season. Wait till season ten. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, they won't do it. Do it. I know they won't do it. They don't have to go this think... season. Their ratings are, are not enough to do that right now. They couldn't. I'm I'm, I'm less concerned with Daryl's mortality on the show and, and Carol. I think Carol's not in like you know gonna die. She's in um like. 80s action movie of a character who like went to retirement and then when they come to find it, they're like I don't do that anymore that's not my thing anymore I laid down my and then she has to come like reluctantly out and start mm-hmm. kicking it she's commando she's in, she's Arnold Schwarzenegger in commando that's what I, she is right now. I just think the way that they left the way Daryl left yeah. her and the way they left it 
that she's gone. She's done. I think I, I think her, her days are, are numbered at this point, and that will set I off could, the war. No, because she, well, can't, she can't go without knowing all of the horrible things that right, happened and not right. get some kind of vengeance. Like, there's you know, no I way to let her. I could see her coming to save Daryl or something, like come in because she has to mm. and save Daryl, and then uh, either a gunshot to the head or arrow to the stomach or something so like she, she won't she, die helpless she'll die of uh, no. saving the crew one last time or something right okay. she's done everything she's supposed to do and then it, they're like yes and then Dow, i can see Dow running up to her and being happy that she got back into the fight and then you really you don't realize that she's been bleeding the whole time oh like she like one of those okay never yeah i could see them doing dies, that with dies her. in his arms or something or whatever mm -hmm. yeah that okay. kind of thing but yeah. yes it does it does require a big like she needs a big realization of what's happened moment because everyone's right. talking to her so need so okay. you need to pay that off with the fact that she's in the dark on everything mm -hmm. <laughs> have either here. way it'll be a far more epic death than her character had in the comic <laughs> well <laughs> she's been a far more epic character i mean i think, I think they've yes, evolved exactly. her a lot that, more yeah, yeah. Let's get in the episode. Let's, yeah, let's do it. it. So this episode was directed by Jeffrey F. January, written by Channing Powell. Uh, the cold open, we see the kingdom folks are at their usual drop-off point for the saviors, kind of a remote parking lot away away from the kingdom. King Ezekiel, we see him there with Jerry Richard, Morgan, a woman by the name of Diane, and of course Benjamin. Uh, the saviors arrive finally. And Jared is the same savior dick that messed with Richard last time, gets right in Richard's face again, right right away. And in fact, both groups kind of start to stare each other down a bit at this point. So tensions are high right out the get-go. And then Jerry leans in and says, now, boss? King Ezekiel just says, yes, Jerry. And then Jerry pops the trunk to the Jeep where we can see this week's offering which is some watermelons and some other bags. We really didn't get gas. Does it look like gas? Oh, those were gas cans? There's okay. A couple, there's a few gas cans, watermelons, and pots. Pots, okay. Yeah, so some... some That's some, AMC on a supply. budget right there. Watermelons, gas cans, and pots. Right, we did, we did the pigs already. That was too much. Too costly. Let's right. do it this way. Right. So Gavin, who's the head leader of this little ragtag group, I guess, of saviors, uh, first starts to think it's a little light, but then the king insists that he look again and then Gavin, you know, recounts, says, all right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's okay after all. He doesn't want any trouble with King Ezekiel. Like, he just, I think it's like Gavin thinks that King Ezekiel's pickups are the easiest ever. Don't mess it up. These guys mm -hmm. are awesome. They always deliver. All right, all right, it's fine, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. Like, he's not going to start stirring trouble. Isn't it yeah. sad that, that Gavin is, like, the most reasonable of the saviors? Like, this is the <laughs> yeah. one. This he's is the one. Yeah, he's pragmatic. <laughs> totally, right? totally. He's not just bent for killing people or stealing their stuff no, or yeah, no. just, just sadistic. He's not sadistic. He's like cool. No, he's he tells he's, his people to stop. It's yeah. like enough, enough, enough. Let's know? just go. That we're picking up. It's easy. It's if, a, this, if this was what's his name, if this was Simon, he wouldn't stand for any of this. There'd be like three <laughs> dead people every pickup they go on if this was happening. He'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, King. This isn't gonna cut it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So Jared then decides that he doesn't like the idea of Richard holding a gun because they're still staring each other down, and it's just. It's not a good good setup right there. He then tells Richard to give it up, but then right at that moment, they both kind of draw guns on each other, and everyone draws their guns, and it, the tension builds again. King Ezekiel insists that Richard uh, comply and give, hand over his gun, which he does and gives Jared the gun. But Richard makes a remark, I hope you choke on it or something like that. And then Jared is basically just about to pistol whip him, but I think it was Morgan that stepped in, or maybe it was yeah, Benjamin. No, no, it was Morgan. No, it was Morgan. Morgan. Morgan whips the Mick whips his hand and drops the and he drops the gun. Right, right. it just he happened does. really quick and just yeah, kind of knocked it down. 
Jared's none too pleased with that. He takes Morgan's staff from his hand, and Morgan just like stands back. Okay, you can have it, man. He's like, he right. doesn't even well, fight him for it his down. staff. Remember, didn't he throw it down? Once he hit him with the the stick and knocked the gun out of his hand, he drops everything. I think he, he doesn't drop. His he, hand he doesn't up. drop the stick. He's, right. He, okay. He stands okay. back, and then he he lets whatever's going to happen happen. Right. Okay. When when, okay. when Jared grabs the stick, he puts his hands up, both hands, like, all right, you can take it. Like it's it was yours. Such like, a smooth move. Though. <laughs> yes. like, oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, it's Morgan. That's Morgan's game right there. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then Jared actually hits Morgan and Richard in the knees a little mm-hmm. bit, does a quick, quick hit with the staff. Yeah. But before they leave and the tensions are relieved and, you know, basically everyone calms down a little bit. But Morgan asks Jared if he can have the staff back and that someone special made it for him. He's no longer around. And Jared's, like, ready to beat him up just for opening his mouth again. Gavin, the, the leader, the voice of reason here, says, listen, read the room, asshole. Like... <laughs> You know, we're robbing you. Like you don't, you, you don't get a say in this. Kind of is what he's trying to say. Still, every every second that passed during that moment, I'm like, I really hope he drops the stick. Just you know, even if it's like annoying, he does it because this is not going to bode well for him. Obviously, I don't want any of these saviors to be around anymore. But still, right. I, I'm like, this guy really needs to drop that stick because that's not going to go well for him in his future. Because yeah, he's well, going to get that stick back. Yeah. And One way or the other, the stick is coming back, huh? And yeah, because yeah. he doesn't drop the stick, this becomes my new favorite subplot of The Walking Dead right now. <laughs> huh. So um, Jared and the rest of the saviors take their offering and drive away. On the way back to the kingdom, the king praises Benjamin for his ability with the staff, which I didn't really understand. What did Benjamin do? Like, he just kind of stood there. No, did he have some so moves? Absolutely. I didn't really, I didn't really yes, catch this yes, part. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so after, after whatever, what's his name? What's the dick savior's name? Jared. Uh, Jared takes the staff from Morgan, hits him, and kind of hits Richard. He's about to, he's like going to hit him again, but Benjamin uses the staff and trips uh, uh, trips Jared and makes him fall over real quick. Oh, so he's, he's, okay, oh he's a little trip right, move. I didn't even catch, it happened right. so fast, I didn't even catch yeah. that. He basically stops more violence from happening, and that's mm-hmm. what Jared, and then Jared's like, I'm not giving the stick back. And he's like, everything gets calmed down at that point, but, but Benjamin's also quick to kind of help defuse the situation. Gotcha. I have to say that that was kind of a, not the best edit in that yeah I, 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 the same thing i had to back up a second because i wasn't sure either because they framed it really weird so i'm just wondering if there was problems with the scene and editing or something that I, 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 have that some, had. I, I don't think this is a particularly well-directed episode and we'll get to another major scene that also i think there's some problems with the you know shot composition but yeah i do think that's an issue i think there's a little too much like you know jason Bourne editing going on here it's like i don't even <laughs> yeah. know we can back the camera up a bit here so on the way back into the kingdom, the king praises Benjamin for his ability with the staff, commenting on what he just did, but warns him to think before he uses it next time. So I guess he felt that Richard was, I'm, I'm sorry, that Benjamin was too quick to hit a savior. Just be careful when you use it. Uh, also, he tells Richard that they will speak later, like he's none too pleased with him. Jerry also has to make his comment on the way out. He's like, you sick with the stick, man. Thank you. You just said it. Sick, sick with the stick. <laughs> Daryl strolls in and asks Morgan where they just came from, but he kind of knew. He figured that they would. He just went to see the saviors, make a delivery. He also noticed that Morgan was bleeding, and basically tells him to wake up. Like he's like, if Carol yeah. were around and saw this, saw him coming back bleeding from dealing with these saviors, and she knew that Abraham and Glenn were dead, she would yeah. be the one leading all the saviors, basically leading all of them to the saviors to kill them all. Essentially. Right. And Morgan yeah. agreed. And he said, Well, that's why she left. Daryl just stay woke. He right. Said, stay woke. <laughs> he walked away. 
basically he scoffs. He does a scoff. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I watched the second. I, I watched it twice. On the second one, I watch it with the captions, and it says scoffs like in parentheses. <laughs> so it was an official scoff, and he simply walked away. This is this is the cleanest Daryl gets, apparently. By the way, oh yeah, he's still <laughs> he's got to have man. at least four quarts of motor oil stuck in that head or hair of his. <laughs> yeah, like that's the cleanest at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you. That's still clean. He's a, he's a grease ball, man. He's seriously. Yeah. yeah. So Daryl then walks uh, with, with walks into, sees Richard, apparently, who's now practicing with a bow since he won't be allowed to carry a gun anymore, he figures. Mm-hmm. He heard also that Daryl was a bowman. This is Richard now as they're talking. And he offers a brand new crossbow to Daryl. And this is like, again, uh, you know. Uh, what is it? Getting his sword, you know, King Arthur getting getting Excalibur here. He's getting his oh, yeah. his crossbow oh, yeah. back. It's like so peanut butter and chocolate uniting once again. <laughs> it's this beautiful uh, thing served yeah. up to him by Knight Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> he he takes it and he asks why. Daryl asks why he's getting this, and Richard says that he needs his help, and that they want the same things. Like, you know, you and me, we're the same, and here, take your crossbow. And then they, they kind of end the frame where you just see him looking down the barrel of the, his brand-new shiny crossbow like he's back. After the credits, Richard takes Daryl to his little RV shack hideout thing, and they load up for bear. They take some Molotov cocktails, some rifles, and they take a little walk to an abandoned semi-trailer on the side of the road. And this is where we see the little Easter egg where it's painted with the same mural uh, that was in the snowman's truck from Smokey and the Bandit. So nice little little homage to a great movie. And uh, and I thought, again, I thought it was the truck, but it's not the real truck. It's actually, you know, a replica. It's just painted on the same thing, but it's still pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, call out to it- that movie. In the, so in this in this the universe of this show, are, are we to believe that Burt Reynolds did not make it out of the zombie apocalypse at this point? Is that like that? That's what's canon to me now. Yes. Yes. Burt Reynolds is driving his Trans Am like Death Race <laughs> three thousand. Okay, through the zombie apocalypse. That's what he's doing right now. He's he's still so fine. He, so he so he's a mix of Chuck Heston, and David Carradine, and he's making his own Death Race movie. Yes, <laughs> going in, 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 in his Sorry. Fire Chicken uh, Trans Am, going yep, exactly with the CB radio and all. He's doing he's doing it. Oh, hold on, hold, hold on, hold the phone. Yeah, Hollywood. I have an idea. Smoking the Bandit Death Race. Put it together. That's it. So Richard then outlines his plan to Daryl that they use uh, rifles to shoot the cars as they pass. He tells them, look, the cars that are going to pass here are typically from the Saviors. There's only a couple of them. We can take them out with these rifles. And then we'll use the Molotovs to burn them down. Good. Let's truncate this plan. This is the most complicated plan that makes no sense to me. That's what I'm just like, what are you trying to do, man? Just like, you know they're coming down the road. Set up some Spike bombs, strips or something, right? Or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, what it's like, the it, hell? It, it's well, all first we're going to acrobat out, and then we're going to jump on top of this. <laughs> then we're going to do this, and once the full moon hits, <laughs> let's get let's just the put it in the sky. We shake it all about, and that's how we do the hokey pokey and f- the saviors. Let's let let's get to the main point of the point. The main point is that they're, he's going to he's going to lead them to Carol, right? That's that's right. the idea. The plan is right. to lead the, the saviors to Carol. To right, get, to get it, it, attention. It, it, it's a roundabout thing because Daryl questions what would do with the Molotovs, and Richard explains he, you know, he wants the attack to look bigger than it was because they planted a trail to the shack they came from, which I don't understand that. But then also to some woman's house, um, 
and that she killed some saviors, and now uh, she just wants to live alone, blah, 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 blah. He explains that the king has taken a liking to her, and if she is slaughtered by the saviors, it'll be the tipping point to get the king to join the war with Rick's group. Hearing all this, Daryl suspects... You know, he knows who this woman is, but he asks Richard her name, and he won't say it. He's like, her name, give me your name. Say her what's, name. Yeah, it's the most name? obvious, like, it's obviously Carol. I'm, not, I'm tiptoeing around this on purpose. Like, here we go. Right. Because right. when I hit you, I want you to say her name. So when I hit you repeatedly, <laughs> you know why. So Richard sighs, and he says, her name is Carol. I was hoping you didn't know her. But that didn't make any sense, because he knew that Morgan and Carol came from the same group. He knows that Daryl came from... It makes no sense, right? But no, okay, he was no. just—he was hoping. He's an idiot. He's right. an idiot. So once Daryl hears this, he just—he's done. He starts to pack up his gear and starts to go. He warns Richard to stay away from Carol too. Just as he's as he's about to go, a group of a group of saviors' cars starts to roll down the street. Richard is still trying to sell Daryl on the plan, and is about to take it on himself. He's about to just jump out from behind the truck and start shooting at these three cars. When Daryl grabs Richard, throws him to the ground, they both. You know, scuffle around. I mean, Daryl punches him a good three, four, or five times in the face. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And his nose is pretty jacked up to begin with. This guy, by the way, it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's like he broke his nose about a hundred times before he met with Daryl here. But um, they it's bo- a really stupid idea to be like, well, this guy doesn't want to do this, so I should try to force him into it. He seems like he's a pushover. Let me go for it anyway. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't going to work. Like, right? I like Richard, but this is not one of his finest moments on this show. No, right? this is a very dumb Richard moment right here. You don't back Daryl Dixon into a corner like that. It's not going to work out well for you. They both get up and draw weapons on each other. So, that you know, Richard's holding his rifle and Daryl's holding his crossbow and they're both aiming at each other's head. And Richard, again, tries to make the case that the only way to destroy the saviors is through sacrifice and that Carol, um, living on her own, she's as good as dead anyway, is essentially what he was saying. Sooner or later, she's going to die. Daryl then makes the ultimatum of the century. He's like, if she gets hurt, gets a fever... Get struck by lightning, bit by a walker, or anything, <laughs> I'll come back and kill you. <laughs> like, that was great. <laughs> it was the ultimate ultimatum. Dixon's that's like Dixon the greatest, style. That's the greatest representation of platonic love I've ever seen on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. She gets a fever. Oh, man, that's it. Richard's done. Uh. So Richard then says he would die for the kingdom. And I think he means it. I think he really... Oh, he's at sure. a point right now. Oh. He's ready to oh, sacrifice he himself. He's ready to just... Yeah, he would. Yeah. He would. Or at least to get this war going, he probably will end up sacrificing himself. Well, that, that that's ultimately why this scene, like even if it's boneheaded his scheme, that's ultimately why this works for me. Where I don't di- mm. I don't not believe the character. Right. And on a show where I sometimes have issues believing what these characters are saying, this character has only been on for what like four episodes, maybe. Like, th- I, two, I buy well, it. three. I, and yeah, and I mean you can tell his heart is in the right place. His head just doesn't get it. You well, know? The, it's it's the. The king's fault, like having this dude constantly have to deal with these uh, these evil savage people, and and on top of that, not be able to tell the group how you know how close danger is to them all the time. Like that would drive you crazy. It's like he's tying his hands and yeah. not doing anything about it, and that's the thing that would it would drive me nuts. It would it would piss me off to the point where I wouldn't know what to do because you want to. He doesn't want to get slaughtered. That's the the whole point. Or is or you know the people he's you know living with and what have you. Even right, though he, right. he doesn't the want them to surly of the group. Like he still seems like a guy that you know would like to be uh, in a in a more peaceful situation. He has such love for the kingdom that he sees its demise if he can if they continue on this path. Like he he mm-hmm. can see it being burned to the ground. 
Right. Because it, it, that's the that's the end game of the saviors. They just extort you until yeah. you have nothing left, and then you're dead. Right. So. And they're not going to stop. Right. Yeah, he sees that, stop. and he and he he's wishing so hard that the king sees it, but he he's having trouble convincing him, and he's ready to sacrifice himself ultimately. So you're right. I mean, it's it is believable, even though it's kind of a, like you said a boneheaded plan. So after commercial, we end up at a junkyard, home of the scavengers. Rick and gang are escorted. This is where we kind of left off last episode. Rick and his gang are escorted by like 50 people. And this is a really weird kind of shot. Like they're all walking around them in this weird kind of circle pattern. And it's very strange until the leader appears. And her name is Jadis. Uh, She asks if they are a collective or does one lead. They speak in this very strange English. And Rick is pushed forward and, and says, hi. I'm Rick. I'm, I'm Rick. <laughs> I, I'm very excited about these new characters. I mean, first of all, she looks like she stepped right out of Rivendell via Mad Max and <laughs> is just and ends up being as awesome a character as she looks. And just everything about these, I'm like, this is this is going to be badass. That's all I can say. I'm looking forward to it. They seem pretty, I mean, tight. Jadis yeah, tells them that they now own their lives. And if they have anything, asking, you know, what can they give, offer instead of their lives? Rick says they already have one of their people, Gabriel. He wants to see him first, and then, then they can talk. So Gabriel is then brought to the circle. And the way he's there, she makes these kind of funny hand gestures. Like they have their own little secret sign language or, or, or you know, um, it's, way it's, of communicating. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like commanding movements, like with their hands or whatnot. Like they, they're, they're gestural language or yeah. something. Yeah, it's just, but they, they respond though. She moves or flicks her finger. They all, you know, they all jump. It's interesting, you know, working in inside prisons for a few years. I, they, they develop their own. The inmates do their own versions of sign language that have similar movements to what she's doing there. So that's what I equated that oh. to. So oh. I'm wondering. If like some of these people used to be inmates or something because it's very very similar to what i saw in prison wow huh. well, how long were you in <laughs> three years oh. <laughs> it was a hell of a stretch between four different prisons wow. how much cake was there there was a lot of cake oh, all right it was a lot of cake <laughs> There's always a lot of cake wherever I am. Yeah, I'm not the good cake in prison, though. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I won't ask. I'm scared. So we are now joined by Mr. Jim Dietz. Jim, what's up, Jim? Jim, who rules Barter Town? (laughs) Jadis rules Barter Town. Jadis rules Barter Town. We just got there, actually. We just arrived at at the junkyard. Just in time. Yeah. So before we... Also, where's Fred Sanford? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, Aaron, it means me you mentioned the warriors. You know, you mentioned the road warrior uh like parallels. Right. Escape from New York. Hello. Gladiator match. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, that. oh that's right. That's it. Yeah. You, you Snake Pliskin. You, I get you hurt me, cinema man. You hurt me. I can only pack it so many references. <laughs> I mean, we only got one episode. You can't pack them all in uh, just the one. Jim is a huge John Carpenter fan, for those of you that don't. Who you telling? <laughs> don't, don't know. <laughs> yeah, the Escape movie wasn't a Warner Brothers property, right? 
Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. I'm just wondering because that, <laughs> that way you'll know if they are purposely mentally oh. did have not. So I'm just the, ro- the Road Warrior is Wonder Brothers, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, Jim, now we're in the junkyard, but before we continue, do you have any just initial thoughts on the episode? What do you think about it overall? And then we can kind of jump back into our storyline here. I thought it was fun. I the only thing is, that, uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now even before we get to it. Yeah, I couldn't help it uh, when that that scene with Rick in the in the the pile where he fought like the spiky dude, Porcupine Man Winslow, I guess yeah. mm-hmm. Winslow. Um, right, I just couldn't help but hear that Star Trek music in the background. <laughs> the same thing, <laughs> I, exactly. You know what I'm talking? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up time, right? True that. <laughs> I, just, I, I totally went there when I was watching it. Time for the envoy. I did too. I, oh, great minds. Very true. I love it. But anyway, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty, pretty cool episode. The scavengers are interesting, even though they are, as you mentioned, like, you know, derived or, or influenced, shall we say, by other, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic societies. But it's, all right, it's cool. It's cool so right. far. I like it. And it kind of doesn't follow the comic because apparently the comic, the scavengers are more like the wolves that we dealt with. It's kind of, it's not, they're not like the comic scavengers. Let's put it that way. It's it a different like type of group. It seems like yeah, an amalgamation. It seems like an amalgamation of a couple yeah. different uh, things different. we've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So they're kind of straight away. So anyway, uh, we see Gabriel. He's brought to the circle and Rick kind of gives him that nice little Rick nod and then Gabriel just, oh, he, he feels relieved at that point when he got the nod from Rick. You can see his face. And then Janus says, again, she speaks in this weird kind of tongue, says that the boat things that they took got taken, okay? And that Gabriel saw them, so they took him too. (laughs) So Rick says they had nothing to offer and that their lives already belong to another group called the Saviors and that they will soon come looking for them if something happens to them. Rick then proposes that they join forces in fighting the Saviors. Well, when they abducted, I just want to say real yeah. quick, this explains the uh, the K car. I mean, they drove yep. it from the junkyard. Right? Actually, it was, yeah. it was a Cressida. One of our Facebook, Cressida, yeah, it was right. a Cressida. I Cressida. think it was uh, Robert uh, Nigro uh, said it on here. Uh, yeah, and uh, so Jada simply says no, and does this crazy hand gesture signal thing again to take away Gabriel, and they start to attack Rick's group, just like people come from the circle and start, you know, just grabbing them or attacking them. Rick's and the gang fight back, and they basically take down their attackers, but then Rick says, stop it, and Gabriel then grabs a knife from one of the belts or something from one of the, um, the scavengers and holds it to, let me pronounce her name right, Tamiel. It's Tamiel's throat. And Jada simply says, away from Tamiel now. Why do they <laughs> all have Renaissance na- uh, fair names? Isn't that, yeah, weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, for one thing, J- Jadis I enjoyed was the because it's like the name of the White Witch in uh, what the Chronicles of Narnia, which yeah, Narnia. Humor, which humor me to no extent. Uh, but just the, <laughs> the way the way she delivers those lines, it's very like matter of fact and like I know you're going to do this, so just do it because you're annoying me. Like that's the kind of tone she has. <laughs> that's just like this right. is such a like whatever's going on, this weirdness. I'm enjoying this weirdness because this well, this is what the, the show could use. This my guess out. is that they're traveling Ren Fair workers and they got trapped in a Ren Fair <laughs> when the apocalypse went down and they just stuck with it. They just stayed in character. They never left. I mean, come on, you got King Ezekiel and his tiger. It's not that far of a yeah. of a stretch, you know. I guess you're right. So Father Gabriel tries to sell their case again that the saviors have all the supplies they could ever want. That just help us, and we can you can take your share of them. 
Jadis does this other little hand gesture. Again, the entire group kind of just relaxes and backs off, lowers their weapons. Rick, again, gives a little nod to Gabriel, letting him know to let Tamiel go. He drops the knife, Gabriel does, and Jada says to Gabe, okay, now you can speak. Now let me hear your words, she says. And he again pleads his case that they can take much of what is left from the saviors once they're through with them. But she but she says she wants something now. Another hand gesture and tells Tamiel and Brion to show Rick the up, up, up. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. You know, it's funny, uh, Andy Lincoln on uh, one of the pieces in uh, um, Talking Dead talked about how how that was uh, like Gabriel throwing him under the bus, you know, basically building him up. To, Rick can do anything right. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I don't see. No, I don't see it that way at all, though. That's that. I, that that's such that's such an authentic moment for Gabriel, where it's like he's. Oh no, I believe Gabriel, and I yeah, believe he was true. But that's just um, Andrew Lincoln was just saying that. You know, it's like, oh, now I have to live up to this. You know, that was his take. But on I mean, it. yeah, he, I mean, he he does. <laughs> he does like, yeah, but what I mean, Andy Lincoln that, Andy Lincoln doesn't even watch the show. So what what does he know? Right? It's like, come on. He does. <laughs> but I mean, I like how they're so based on a lot of. I mean, they give off such all these post apocalyptic. Uh, like foreign films on on that, like you know, like the group has to. They only follow the dynamic personality, mm-hmm. so it's it, it's like you. He had to to big him up as you know as the one, you know, like that would. It was the only thing that that leader would have respected. Well, yeah, they have like the this. Kind of, oh, I was gonna say they have this kind of like like you're saying you know, the way they're talking. They call things the up, up, up. They're this like almost mythic way of uh, yeah, yeah, talking like out, almost like out of a book or like you like Aaron. You mentioned the Narnia reference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Almost like like that or like Hunger Games or something like that. And it's almost like he has to step up to their kind of fantasy world or mm-hmm. that they've created here to kind of you know be a little bit larger than life. And he you know he does. You know. He has to. Like, yeah. What what's what's neat is that he clearly like he's very willing to engage in such a thing because you know Rick's a you know Rick's pretty straight faced about a lot of really goofy things that he's seen in the past couple of days. I oh, mean between yeah. between yeah. Gregory's nonsense, Ezekiel in general, and now this wackiness, it's like right. Rick could very easily you know scoff at these people, but he's like, all right, I get, a, I got, a, I need a group, so like I need some help. Might as well go along with the cre- the weirdness. So, like, how like, does he talk about himself? Remember how he when he first got into town, when he got into the town, and how he talked, he talked about himself like he was a legend already. We can do anything. Like he's like that. Yeah. yeah, right. So Rick walks off with Jadis and the other two, Tammy L and Brion, heading to the up up up. And Tara then just kind of peeks her head in and says, Who are these people? And Rosita snarkily replies, I guess our new best friends. Hence the the name of the episode. Boy, Rosita right. just wasn't happy about anything. No, oh, she's real man. snippy. She's real snippy. A few moments later, Rick is at the top of the highest trash heap they can find. I guess the up, up, up. Kind of a weird CG there. Like, you could tell he was standing in front of a blue screen for part of it. Yeah. Though. I mean, it was a little rough, but, I mean, it, it was cool overall. Um, you know, she and then Jada continues to um, Jadis continues to talk. She goes, all of us here since the change, we take. We don't bother. Like, she's trying to say that. They don't plunder. They just kind of take what's left. Or they're, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're scavengers. They're scavengers. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Things are changing, she says. And, like, they're running out of supplies. And the cans they open up are rotten. And uh, she says, they need to know that you're real with this and that you are worth it. 
and then she simply just tosses Rick down into a pit. Just grabs I saw him. that coming. Manhandles yeah. him. Just, just grabs his elbow and just throws him right in. This is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're led to commercial. But it's a very special time, folks, because now. Oh, oh, yeah. oh settle in, everyone. We, we got our next installment of Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage unleashed by T Mobile. Aaron, would you do the honors? Guys, <laughs> this episode of Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage unleashed by T Mobile. <laughs> I gotta say, the uncarrier. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the, the uncarrier. It's okay. I mean, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, uh, you know, a, a, a setup episode. You know, it's a bridge episode. It's not quite the event as last week was the mid-season finale of last year's Fear the Walking Dead hashtag Passage Unleashed by T-Mobile. But I mean, you know, we're we're moving things along here. This week, you know, uh, uh, Colton, um, fresh from his stab wound, is in the hole now. He's he, he grabs after Gabby. Who's awoken up from the, you know the big explosion that happened, and he he's trying to calm her down. Meanwhile, Sierra she's heading down this tunnel. We don't know where it goes. Not Colton's, Sierra. Colton's uh Colton's wounded, but he you know he's, he's but he but he makes mention oh, um, that she needs to stay where she is uh, because someone else will find her. We don't know who else it is. Oh no, someone and, else. Uh, yeah. So oh. there's there might be some there might be some other people in the oh, uh, in the tunnel, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, really, it's kind of setting the pieces in motion. Things are getting to move on in the old fear of the walking dead hashtag page unleashed by T Mobile. It's gonna really round itself out as we move along into the 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 latter half of the season here. I wanna I wanna point something else out though that I found out. Uh, the the Writers Guild Awards were this past weekend. Yeah. And there is a there is a best um best new media option like mm. category okay. and get, did we win part four <laughs> part four which was on my top five episodes of all time on <laughs> part four won a writer's guild award for <laughs> the walking dead hashtag you, passage you're totally making kidding. this up right now you're making I'm this up you are not uh, kidding Look wow. up the writers. There's a, there's a new. There's a best new media script option, and part. It said specifically part four of, oh of hashtag. God. Passage. Oh this is a, this. This is oh no Lord. longer just Walking Dead hashtag passage unleashed by T-Mobile. This is the the WGA award winning. You're the oh Walking my. Dead hashtag passage unleashed oh by T-Mobile. Let me just ask a question: How many Writers Guild awards has the Walking Dead won itself? Like zero, right? But this that's little, a, that's, yeah. Okay, true, right? But the, <laughs> okay, never mind. That, that's just that's amazing. Wow. If it had been a web, if it had been a webisode, right? Maybe. <laughs> the right. series has. Okay, yeah. It's it. Wow. I'm gonna find this. You keep going. So so find- flight 462 didn't didn't get anything. It's all about passage. I'm gonna, huh? look this up now. I'm, gonna I'm gonna see what kind of award. Well, now part season. four was when it was still hashtag live moss. Right? Yes, they had the other sponsor. Right, they switched sponsors. Right? They were still living mouse at that point. <laughs> I had to look back on my notes, but part four was the episode where Sierra instructs Gabby on how to kill a walker, which is by using the knife, but don't go into the skull because it'll yeah. scrape off the bone. It was riveting. Yeah. It was the writing. It was. It was the writing that did it. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. True. I wonder if they just like spun a wheel and said, okay, guys, we got 12 episodes. Uh, pick pick one. All right, number four. That's the one that gets it. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. It's like <laughs> it's a good one, guys. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, man. Wow. That That's... <laughs> The Walking Dead itself has been nominated for, um, let's see, best new series, and uh, one nothing. Yeah, it's and the and the F the um, what is this here? The being nominated is honor enough, Craig. Okay, torn apart webisodes. Which one was? I think that was the first year they did webisodes. The one they were that was the, not the storage facility. The other one, the one with the the girl, like the the 
told the story it's, about the the bicycle zombie girl, right? Yeah. Huh. Crazy. So, thank you, Aaron. That was absolutely riveting. And you're going to look up which Writers Guild award they won. But listen, uh, hashtag passage, Fear the Walking Dead, hashtag passage, unleashed by T-Mobile. I'm sure all of the listeners look forward to Aaron's just amazing reviews of i'm surprised you don't do like a you know young folks review just for a passage i'm, I'm like we're getting... no they got to come to the podcast to find these gotcha guys. okay that's a <laughs> podcast exclusive the web doesn't Flight... get it you got to listen for nice. it yeah, flight 462 was nominated for a short form new media uh, um, writers guild award um and it was also nominated for primetime creative arts and emmys awards for a get short out of here form. but you know crazy, what it man. wasn't Aaron, yeah. you know what it wasn't? It wasn't unleashed by T-Mobile. Oh, True. so that changed uh, things. Uncarrier. That's it. The Uncarrier. <laughs> so is back that to... like the Uncola Seven Up? That's what I said. But we're dating ourselves, bro. If you say that, that's like that's oh, old. Yeah. That's like from the eighties. Yeah, it's like remember the spot, the Seven Up spot thing. And yeah, right. So we see that Rick has fallen into a pit. He's trapped with a special yeah, walker. Named Winslow, which we'll find out later. His name is Winslow. Winslow like stepped right off of Megadeth album. Yeah, Winslow is covered. I mean, in armor and spikes. Like every part of his body has some kind of long spike coming out of it. He's got like a head armor from a from a like a helmet that they welded onto his head. I mean, and he can't see, which is funny. His eyes are covered, but he just again instinct. He just he's drawn to her, and I, to her, I guess the warm blood or whatever. Smell Rick. the smell. smell. Yeah, I guess he smells his way over there. Um, and he's starting really to get the upper hand on Rick. Rick threw like a keyboard at him. I don't know what that was all about. Threw like an old computer at him. I don't know what happened Rick there. Was but well, wait a minute, whoa. I, I want to make a moment here real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, as he was fighting, the, I saw the old computer that you were mentioning, a TRS-80. Was that a TRS-80? Okay. I saw that all. Oh, that shack, okay? And I was going to say, if he had picked that up and thrown it at that fight would have been over because that thing weighs like 70 pounds if it weighs an ounce. But he okay. I dropped the... one of those on my foot in high school. They <laughs> weigh a lot. Yeah, Man. he would have taken them out in like one one good hurl. But so. those, was... those were portable computers, weren't they, guys, back then? They had handles on them, right? Okay. Portable computers. This was, this was yeah. great subtle advertising for Halt and Catch Fire. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Is that coming marketing. back, I hope? I, I think believe so, yes. Their final, like they, one last season, I think, or something. One last. Good, good. Yeah. So anyway, after he throws the keyboard, not the TRS-80, just the keyboard of the TRS-80 at, at Winslow has no effect on him. Winslow's about to basically bite him, and Rick has to stop Winslow by basically it pierced his hand, his palm, one of the yeah. spikes. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I mean, is is Rick like supposed to be the Messiah? We all know that, right? Because he's risen, he rose from the dead, right? Now they're showing the little Jesus reference with the nail through the hand. Like, could they get any more like obvious with that? I, I you thought know? a little stigmata about it, but the other thought that went through my mind is: is this how Rick's going to finally lose his hand on the show? You know, was oh. it going to get torn off in this fight, or is maybe now he's going to get gangrene or something? He has to and cut then, his hand off. And when was the last time he had a tetanus shot, man? I know. I think it was kind of rusty. Yeah, I think was... he was rolling around in all kinds of. You know, rusty, rusty uh, metal and and stuff. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the show won't care. It'll forget about it like a week. Yeah, later. totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I won't. He'll be patched up. So yeah. Michonne is yeah. watching this through a tube, like they set up, so you can actually view the gladiator match. And she yells at him, "Hey, use the walls!" So he listens to his bay, takes a wall down on top of Winslow, basically. <laughs> 
then Did takes you a just say bay? I said Did you bay. Just say bay. I said bay. Stupid Aren't you over thirty? <laughs> come on. <laughs> no. Come on. You know Michonne is his bay. Come on. You know that, I, right? You know, I fought no, for years not. to try to keep my bad from becoming the thing, and I was unsuccessful. I was really hoping to not hear bay out of one of my friends. I'm sorry, come man. on, Greg. I thought it was come funny. On. All right, all right, right. I will use bay in the next show. In, in a sense. <laughs> See what you did? It's capital B A E. In case you're wondering, that's how I spelled it on here, right? So he listens to to Michonne, takes a wall down on top of Winslow, and then finishes him off by taking a piece of broken glass and just kind of ends him. Um, and then again, he from the bottom ends up meaning he he viciously stabs and cuts off his head. <laughs> like that's what that's what end means. He just yeah, yeah he sliced him. I, I, you didn't really see it. You kind of saw Rick's face. You didn't see exactly yeah, what he did to Winslow. The shot was the shot was up at Rick as he was he, doing his. Surgery. But you see it, right. you see an upshot afterwards of them looking down on him, and you see the head separated from the body. Oh, so right. he, he went for the, the, the jugular. Went for the vulnerable uh, point there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from the bottom of the pit, again, he asks Jadis to tell them what they want. I'll get it. Whatever you need, I can do it. You can see. Let's join forces. And then we just see a rope thrown from the top down to, I guess, allow Rick to climb back up. And it's painful for him. You see him. He's really struggling. He's got a, a pierced yeah. hand. Like his hand has been impaled. and He ripped his pants. He, yeah, he actually got a, he ripped his leg. is torn open, too, from one yeah, of the spikes, I think. Yeah. Right. He ripped his pants, too. But those were nice pants. He's had those pants for like eight seasons. It's time, or seven seasons. It's time to retire those things, I think. They were getting a little... Get a little funky on their own. That's yeah. it, man. <laughs> Walking on there. <laughs> yeah, this was a great video game boss battle. That's that's what was, that was. Uh, yeah, that's what this was. Okay, this is the boss battle. Except, ex yeah, but like not like a new console one, more like a bad one because I think the camera was way too messed up. And like I, I get what this was going on in the scene, but this was not a really well filmed fight sequence. I could have enjoyed more, this piece. That was more Silent Hill one than Silent Hill two. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> more Resident Evil two than Resident Evil four. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to Resident Evil uh, 4 was my favorite. It's everybody's favorite. So Rick makes it back to the up, 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 and Jada simply says, guns. A lot. A lot. Like she wants a lot of guns. Like you can see, she's she wants some weapons. And then she says, then we fight your fight. And Rick smiles once again. So he's made I his know deal. where they got him. You think Tara's going to give it up? Eventually. That's she has dilemma. to. She's going to have to. She's going to have to, man. Yep. Yeah. That means that they're they're dead. That whole Oceanside community is done, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. She's gonna hate herself for it, but it's gonna either that or Rosita finds out about it from her oh. and does the, yeah. and does the dick move and, and slaughters them all or something. Yeah. I bet that's yeah. what'll happen. I yeah, that does sound pretty likely. Um, because there is that one scene where Rick's like, you know, well, Tara, at least you can tell us where not to look. I noticed that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kind of like half smile. Mm-hmm. 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 At the bottom of the heap, once again, Jadis asks if he knows that they will win. And Rick says, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll win. They negotiate for the spoils of war. Jadis says half. Rick says one-third. They okay. agree on one-third, but they keep the, the, the Jadis' group keeps the guns that, they, that Rick's going to get for them. And they get half the cans they stole from Alexandria, the food. So they came, they came to a deal. And then Jadis also adds, again, in her strange language, they waited by the boat for a long time. We take. We don't bother. Jars and guns. That's what we get. So it's like... Jars and guns. Jars and guns. Okay. He says it twice. I noted yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> jars and guns. <laughs> jars and guns. Jars and guns. And wide. But I mean, if you think about it, that's what was in the boat, wasn't it? I mean, the boat had like guns and, and, jars, and jars. So it's yeah. yeah. kind of like yeah. they're getting what they kind of wanted anyway, just in a roundabout way. So Rick's, Rick asks if they had the spike walker down there for people to prove themselves. 
And she simply says, no, his name was Winslow. Like, she's like, matter of fact, like, no, his, his name is Winslow. He was we like that before the apocalypse. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. right. just a really big fan of Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> So Rick then stumbles back to his group. He's wounded. He's bleeding. He's limping. But he hugs Michonne. Walk. And, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, he's doing that. He definitely hurt. And he says to Michonne, we have a deal. So, that's it. After commercial, we're back to Carol's house. Yay, and Carol. King Ezekiel approaches with Jerry and a few others in tow. And Carol says that she said no more visitors. But before she can walk inside, Jerry says, hold up. And he grabs a dish from his backpack and says, Cobbler, Kevin said you like it. And he has the biggest <laughs> grin on his face when she accepts it. Like when she takes the cobbler from him, yeah. he's like, all right. Like he's so happy. Like he just made Jerry's I love day. Jerry. Jerry is just the best. He's so great. Bye like bye. he's so, he's like a little kid. I mean, but he's like, you know, yeah. It, it's yeah. no cake, but cobbler will do, man. Bye bye, Jerry. I like cobbler more than cake. I can do a good cobbler. Yeah. It depends on the cake. Oh, yeah. Warm it up with a little vanilla ice cream on top. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, chocolate. So, Daryl, you think Jerry's a goner, huh? You think he's he's too nice? Yeah, he's I kind of do. Yeah, no. I kind of think. If Jerry dies, we riot. Jerry's, <laughs> Jerry's the kind of guy who you always want to pick for your foosball team, even if he's not that good at foosball. Mm hmm. <laughs> I like no, Jerry but, too, but but wait a minute, who's the bigger who's the bigger target on his back there, Jerry or the pale kid? Um, whose name? Oh, Benjamin. Benjamin. I think Benjamin. Yeah. Oh, he's done. He's done. <laughs> Benjamin yeah. is going to Benjamin's going to step up. He's going to step out there this, and do something. This Star Trek red shirt for you to wear. Oh yeah, <laughs> no fear shirt that says "Living Forever" on he it. He will shame the king into actually doing something about this problem in, in, in his death. Like he'll die in a way, yeah. and then it'll shame the king into yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably or or Carol, I don't know. I, I don't think Carol's long for the world, but we'll see. So Carol settles in to read a book, and she hears another knock at the door, and it's Daryl. And they cry a bit, and they hug each other, and it's just this big reunion. And that's it. He said that Jesus took them to the kingdom, and Morgan said that she had left. But he asked, "Why did she go?" Which is, I'm glad he asked that question. Like he didn't just sit there quietly and not say anything. Like he said, he says it in the most like innocent, like puppy dog way. He's like, "Why'd you yeah. go? Why'd you go?" Like, he you... Just, and, it, and it works. Like it could be cheesy or melodramatic, but it's not because like this is one of the few relationships that's really stuck on the show, and it's not even romantic. It's just this platonic relationship these two have, and it works. And the thing is, it, this happened so long ago. It's almost a season ago that she left Alexandria, like episode what was it, 12 or 13 or something or whatever, that she left last season. But, it, I mean, in this time frame, it's only a few, like a few weeks, I guess. But um, he didn't know they, why she disappeared. You know, yeah. they haven't been together in an episode for a long time either. Like, it's been a lot of Carol and Morgan stuff or whatnot. Daryl's been doing his own thing, whether he's on, true, on like, scouting missions with Aaron or, right. or whatever. Like, he's, he's they, have, they haven't really interacted too much no. since, since before Alexandria became, you know, this hotbed of terrible. So... Yeah, that's true. And, and remember, she she actually had a convo with him, and then she like left Tobin, right? She was living with Tobin for a while, and then just left him cold. But yeah, the Tobes, the Tobes, that's it. <laughs> oh, Tobinator, Tobinator, oh, Tobes. <laughs> she simply said, "I had to." That was her answer. Why'd she go? So we cut back to the junkyard again, and Gabriel tells the story of basically him and, and Rick are just chatting it up now, and he tells the story of how he heard the rummaging in the pantry. And how he was basically taken hostage by the why it was actually it was Tamiel, we find out. That was the one that kind of broke into Alexandria, was raiding the pantry. 
And Rick was proper impressed that Gabriel left a clue to find him. Like, he's like, no, it was good. We found you. You did what you had to do. And and then Gabriel starts to prophesy a little bit. He's like, you know. Oh, yeah. He goes, they will set things. <laughs> this group will set things right. He goes, you know, things will get hard yeah, before that. Yeah, before it happens. But Gabe asks also, why? what made you smile? Like, he saw Rick smile, I guess, mm -hmm. from last episode or whatever from this episode. And he simply said that, you know, someone showed me that enemies can become friends. And he kind of puts a hand around Gabriel. So I guess they're cool now. Like, they're totally, they're beyond cool. Gabriel, Gabe and, and Rick are Oh, he's there. Our besties he's, he's now. Totally. Yeah, yeah, he's totally part of the group now. This is, oh, this yeah, is they're night. starting their own Wake Up Alexandria show in the mornings <laughs> and everything together. It's fantastic. And he's going to be killed. This, yeah. was a, this was a nice scene. Like, I like the interaction. Like, it worked. It was Because it was a little, like... Why did you like? It's like all the fans are asking this from at midnight or at whatever Talking Dead last week. Why? Why did you? Why did you, you smile? So like, he actually asked the question. Why did you smile? Yeah. Like, yeah. Find us yeah. clear and simple answers so we can stop making fan theories online, please. Like that's what it seemed like the dialogue was. But it's like, all right, I, I buy into what he's saying. Like it's it's good. It's a good little scene here. No, it's great. I mean, and he's. I mean, I like the whole episode focused on just Father Gabriel, like it suggested last week. But I mean, I, I'm happy with what we got. <laughs> I mean, are we starting to like Gabe now? Like, I mean, we we hated him. I mean, is is he kind of coming I, along now? Like, is this Gabriel since last season when he started to you know just being like man of action? Like, I'll yeah. stay here, Rick. I'll guard the place. Whatever. Well, he's Watch useful. your daughter. Yeah, yeah. 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 When you're useful to the group, yes, you I you are liked. When you're not useful to the group, that's, that's used, when he you're... was like straight up like antagonist. Like, as far as yeah. like letting you like left the door open. He oh yeah, open. he did everything stupid, right? He, yes, he did. Yeah, he antagonized all, remember he antagonized all those zombies from that elementary school mm -hmm. to follow him to the yeah, church? Yeah, right, the yeah, church. Yeah. And then he had to run the fire truck into the church to mow him uh -huh. down. Like, yeah, it was uh -huh. nuts. I mean, and he was even saying, uh, Seth Gilliam, he's like, you have no idea. I go to these Comic-Cons, and I sit there, and I want to sign autographs, but people line up, they wait 20 minutes just to tell me, I hate your guts, and then they walk away. Like, <laughs> he goes, you don't even want a picture with me? They go, no, I just want to tell you I hate you. Like, the fans hate him, apparently, so much. But I guess he's acting good if they hate him that much, right? He must be I, doing you know, something right. I have to say, there's something weird about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, I, I've hated the TV characters and movie characters, but... To to hate them enough that in real life you you yeah, actually the in the grocery store or something or at a comic con that's or weird. whatever that's you... just weird. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sorry, it's weird to me. I mean, that's just like when I met uh, what's his name played the governor, mm -hmm. or whatever. I you know yeah. I complimented Marcy. him on acting so well yeah. that I hated him so much. Only a was... child should think that way. Only a little child, and after, and if they start acting that way, a parent should tell them about it. It's not real. It's not yeah. real. Get over it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop thinking the TV box is real. So what, what did Marcy say? Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. What do you say to that? I don't. I don't. I mean. Oh, he just laughed it off. Whatever. It just, <laughs> oh. But I mean, I, you know, it it take it. It, for a character that you're supposed to hate, for you to actually hate the character, that means they're doing a great no, job. No, right, that's great. what I'm saying. I, right. That's why I would yeah, say, yeah. you know, like I, the first thing I would think of is you really did a great job because you may, you know, like you yeah. really make me angry when I watch you act out this character. But somebody say you hate me from a TV show, I'm going to say, I hate your mama for having you. It's <laughs> 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 a nice comeback. So Rosita is now itching to get back to hunting for supplies, but Tara tries to slow her roll a little bit. Rick is hurt, 
and they need to drop the supplies back to town before they go out again. Rosita doesn't want to no hear it. food. Let's just recall. There's no food in the town right now. Like, They're totally no wiped food. out. There's nothing. Tobin's nothing getting left. his stomach is growling. They can hear it already across the, the oh. town. So Rosita doesn't want to hear it. She's being real snippy again, saying that mm-hmm. she doesn't care what she has to do, what she has I to steal, care. who she has I to run care. over. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight, but we're going to win. And then tells Tara just to grow up or something. Like, and she, and she right. storms off. And then suddenly right. Tammy Yell is just over there, like in the corner, and she creepily like appears and says, "Guns soon or else." Yeah, she she's she says "guns soon," and then like creepy guy next to him's like "soon," right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they finish soon. each other's sandwiches. Yeah, like, it was great. I told him soon. I told him soon. You see that? Well, I walked yeah. through my bathroom. I told soon. him soon. Soon That's or right. else. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> What's the or else? I don't know. That's right. I thought uh, they don't bother. Uh, I thought they just they, they take, don't bother. Okay, now they're going right. to bother. So the gang loads up the old Cressida. Rick tells Tara that she will lead the search for the guns since she's been out further than any of them. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, okay. Like... It, did you hear he's got a new job on that Fox show? <laughs> yeah, 24. That's it, right. <laughs> You're doing great. I, I mean, and it, this puts her in a weird position because she knows if she gives up the Oceanside community, they're, they're all. That's they're, it. They're, they're done. They're done. They're done. But they need those guns. They totally I mean, do. That, that they would totally, totally do. totally right. solve the problem. That would totally solve solve their to- their issues. And they need those guns. Now, well, ho- like, hopefully, hopefully, Rick's alpha male qualities will really rub well with the all female group that hates all men and wants oh, nothing. Oh, of course money. they will. We we need these guns. Anyone that stands in our way, kill nope. them. Yeah, that, that's why Tara <laughs> tells them to send Michonne in and have Michonne handle the negotiations. Maybe, or maybe, it, or maybe Rick pulls like a some like it hot and he like dresses up as a woman and like dresses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that like <laughs> Or just send Daryl in there. He'll just have you them like all. like my Sunday uh, dress? It's floral. They love like Daryl. Everyone loves Daryl. Doesn't even shave the beard. Doesn't even bother. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> like, just wave the beard. He just goes in with the yeah. boots and the beard. <laughs> oh, man. So before, before they roll, Rick stops and grabs a metal sculpture of a cat for his beloved. And oh. that was to replace the one that she had to leave behind oh. at the prison. That's, That's a good right. callback. Oh, yeah, that was great. You can make a meme out of it when you get a gift for your bae. <laughs> for your bae. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So after commercial, back in Carol's house, she's sitting in, uh, beside the fireplace, again, still trying to explain to Daryl why she left. And I'm glad. I'm actually glad they did this, too. They didn't just go off on a tangent. She's really yeah, explaining. we wanted to know. We yeah, why, why she left. And it makes sense. Actually, I'm glad she did because it makes even more sense to me now, too, because mm. she basically said, and I'm just paraphrasing a little bit, that if she didn't leave, she knew she'd be forced to killing some or all these saviors, and any shred of humanity left in her would be gone. That's essentially what she was saying. That's what I got out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's basically telling us, listen, I'm going to have to kill a whole lot of people before the season is over. <laughs> and when I do, it's all right that they're going to kill me too because when they cuz when I kill all these people, I won't be human I'm, anymore. There's nothing left yeah. of me. There's nothing left. I don't be, even want to be here anymore. I'll be a shell. I'll be an empty yeah. shell. Yeah. So it's all right, people. Don't cry too much when I die. <laughs> so Carol then asked Daryl and she's crying at this point cuz mm-hmm. again she feels guilty cuz she knew something probably may have may have happened cuz she wasn't there. Did the saviors eventually come to the town? She asks, did they hurt anyone? 
is everyone back home okay? And again, she's crying. Mm-hmm. Daryl then lies. He sits there for me, thinks, but he yeah. lies. And he says, yeah, they came. And we got them all. But the rest of them that were left, we made a deal with them like Ezekiel. But everyone's okay. Like, so he didn't, he didn't want to tell her the truth that they lost Abraham and Glenn and all the others. She's got to know a little bit of her. Got to know that that's kind of bullshit. Though. That's what I was thinking too. It's like yeah, I, I, I wonder how, her. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like I, I feel like they they're accepting that he's telling her what she wants to hear. Right. Which I think is, I mean, again, I think that the because the character work for for Carol has been very strong, even in these kind of lower points from last season when we're like, why is she? I mean, she's a breakdown or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like. Between that and when Daryl gets you know good stuff to work with, like I really enjoy what they do with his character because there's right. a lot of less there's a lot of less is more with how they handle him. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving you know putting these two together and having a scene like this, it really works well. I think it is a very you know very you know it's a it's a it's an emotionally affecting sequence that uh, speaks well to both the writing and the talent of the performers. Yeah, I, I think she bought it though. I think she she even if she didn't buy it, she bought it enough. Like it's like she. She accepted oh, yeah, she it at that moment. Yes. Yeah, she that. needs to. She needs to believe it right now. It's yes. true. True. So then they start to eat dinner. Daryl asks her about Ezekiel, like trying to feel out is he, is he cool? Is he all right? And she goes, Yeah, I think so. Like, like you know, she kind of confirms that he's 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 on the level. On the way out, Daryl hugs her one more time and tells Carol to watch out for herself. And again, the way they they shot this, I really think that's the last time they're going to see each other. I just got to be honest with you. I think that that's that's the end of it. I, yeah, I kind of get the feeling that when, I, yeah. Oh. yeah. I, I hope too. not, man. I just got that vibe. I got that weird vibe because she's in La La Land and mm-hmm. she's going to be that's it. She's done. She's When I, the switch gets turned and La she La does Land, her thing. I remember her in La La Land. <laughs> When that switch goes off, when you see her, she's she's probably going to be killing people. By the time he gets to her, she might even be dead already or dying. Okay, they'll be running through a field or something, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There'll be something. Yeah. So Daryl then goes to Shiva's cage and sits outside, staring at her. And mm-hmm. good CG work too with the tiger. Really amazing. I mean, it's really cool how they did this. Morgan then pops in and is impressed how Daryl, how good Daryl is with the tiger. And Daryl tells him that look, he found Carol. He understands now why Morgan lied. And Morgan apologizes, but he still can't help persuade Ezekiel to join the fight. Right. Now, before we go on, uh, we had a question from one of our listeners. Susan Monk asked in one of the um, in one of the uh, like the Buster rating replies, how are they feeding this tiger? Like there was a question that she had for the podcast. How are they keeping this tiger alive? Oh, yeah. apron. <laughs> well, I- <laughs> Uh, it's a good question, exactly. actually. I, I mean, what Jim? What Jim? What did you say? Blue apron. <laughs> I just got my order in the day. <laughs> That's funny. That's nuts. I'm I mean, sure they, that they could go down to their local Walmart that's, you know, been looted, and there's probably still bags and bags of Olroy, and that's probably what they're feeding. No, I think the pigs. The think, pigs, right? Because yeah. they don't I, get infected. The, the yeah. animals don't get infected. It's, um, yeah. it's, not, it's not explicitly stated, but, you know, back in the the second episode of uh, this season, I mean, uh, Ezekiel did explain that he understands that the tiger is costing them a lot as far as supplies go because it takes a lot to feed a tiger. Right, he even said she eats, she eats for 10 or something like that. that he, she made a, mm-hmm. he made a comment to Carol about that. That's what he said. All right. She sure. eats enough okay. of 10 people, yeah. It's not referenced specifically what it's eating, but, you know, yeah, it's got to be, the, you know, what they're farming and the pigs and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just to take Maybe it's vegan. 
It's not. Trust me, that tiger is not vegan. Uh, no, because it would steal the scene to tell us all about it being vegan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. So, Susan, we kind of know, but don't know. We know she eats for a lot of people, but uh, probably the meat, the pigs, and who knows. I'm thinking, yeah, with the zombies feeding the pigs, which in turn, you know, like they kind of, it's kind of a cycle that feeds itself. Like you. It's you know, you're always going to have zombies. That's not something you watched Lion King with my kids the other night. <laughs> it's a circle of life, isn't it? It's zombie circle of life. Zombie yeah. circle. Yeah. So Daryl then tells Morgan that whatever he's holding on to is gone. And then and to wake the hell up. Like he's trying to shake mm-hmm. Morgan loose that, look, man, we, this philosophy just isn't working. It's, 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 <laughs> we're, we're going to war. Morgan yeah. knows that Daryl didn't tell Carol the truth. Because if he had, Carol would be right there raising hell and trying to you know, get the king involved. And so he kind of respected Daryl for not letting Carol in on what really happened. Because she she's right. not ready for it yet. She'd, just, she'd be done. She'd crack. But, but Morgan, they took your stick, man. They took your stick. Well, it's, 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 what's it going to take? Like, right, what's it going to take to make Morgan snap? I guess that's the other question. We know the king, he's going to have a snapping point. But what about Morgan? Mm. Right. That's a really good question. The stick know. wasn't enough. It's going to be something Unless else. Carol goes I early. Think, I, I think, think Carol is a kind of a big cog in the machine here. That could be. I'm just so, yeah. Or maybe he doesn't do something and she gets killed. Oh, yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, you're right. He's this already is, killed. No, if, if, anything, no, if anything, it'll be Benjamin. I mean, I think Benjamin's, I mean, he's, he's trained him specifically. You know, he's trained him how to use his his, his form of martial arts. Oh, that's true. So that's Benjamin will get, get done, but he'll take Benjamin's stick then. Okay, that'll be, I could see that. I could, yeah, I could see that. That's fine. Yeah, ben, Benjamin will be, you know, they'll be clutching hands and be like, take this. Take it. <laughs> Master. Avenge me. <laughs> Avenge me. Avenge <laughs> me. <laughs> Show them who the walkers are. So Daryl tells Morgan to try, again, to convince the king, but we don't think it's going to happen. And then no. said that he's heading back to the hilltop in the morning. He then just simply walks out of the kingdom, straight out. He's got his crossbow on his back, and Daryl's back, man. He's 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 not happy. He's, he's on the warpath. No. As much as I like, it, I mean, I found the up at the end kind of goofy, where it's like he didn't even like his whole thing was to stay both for asylum because any if he gets found by anyone, he'll be killed. And I don't know about you know Gregory being the one that's going to keep him keep him safe yeah. from these people. Yeah. And his one other mission was convince Ezekiel to like join up with Rick. He didn't talk to Ezekiel once. Like, right. He didn't do anything. Nope. Not even once. You're right. No. Nope. He's like. So, and his his uh, his uh, his delegation was to the one guy that wants to not have Ezekiel join Rick. So it's like, what, 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 what beat the hell the out of him with? too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I guess he, in Daryl logic, he probably figured that he was no way he was going to get through to the king. Like they don't speak the same language, you know. And he, I get figured, it. Yeah, it's, it's really silly. <laughs> Just in terms of what it lo- how it looks watching this show, it's like, all right, yeah, I get the thematic value of what you what you were able to accomplish and what you need to do next and where your character's headed but you know <laughs> you just kind of left dude like you didn't even try like that's wow. it <laughs> yeah so I, I, that was a pretty good episode though i really did so before we get to our buster ratings and our listeners buster ratings let's have a quick word from our sponsor jim would you please do the honors this week dcb service is our sponsor and has been since the uh, the uh beginning of the podcast they're great people to work for, and if you're looking for anything uh, pop culture-related, uh, comic books, graphic novels, T-shirts, action figures, games, toys, 
you name it, you can get it at DCB Service at a great price for people who give you great customer service and uh, actual people. It's not like, you know, a giant Amazon cognitive machine thing. And a lot of times the prices there are even cheaper than you'd find on Amazon. Uh, right now they have uh, 50% off on all DC. Uh, they have monthly bundles, including Marvel and DC Kids bundles. Uh, I know my kids are big fans of the uh, Teen Titans Go comic. Uh, those are 50% off. A lot of cool stuff there. Um, if you are a big fan of The Walking Dead uh, TV show and would like to catch up with the books so you kind of understand what we're talking about when we kind of make vague references to what happens in the books as opposed to what happens on the show, then uh, by all means, uh, check it out DCB Service. They have, they have the single reprinted issues. They have the uh, graphic, uh, you know, the trade paperbacks. They have the, the compendiums, which I like, which are like uh, uh, 48 uh, issues in one giant uh, phone book. Uh, they have the nice hard covers if you want a really nice presentation. Uh, also, if you want to get a you know Michonne action figure, or I ordered my Daryl on his chopper diorama from a DCB service, and uh, thank you. It came in uh, in, in you know <laughs> really pristine shape. I mean, uh, really good good condition, and everything. Um, if you you know little tchotchkes or whatever, if you want to get gifts, um, you know for people uh, for birthdays or for uh, you know holidays coming up or whatever. Uh, geeky people in your life. DCB service is a great way to do that as well. As, again, the prices are great. The people are great. The variety and the, uh, the, the selection is great. And, uh, we really thank them for, uh, for backing our uh, podcasting venture now for all these years. Thank you. Excellent. com. Excellent. Thank you, Jim. So our buster ratings, Aaron, we'll start with you, sir. Um, I believe I went 4.5 last week on the Buster ratings, um, if not 5, but yeah, I think I did 4.5. This is a 4. Um, I do like the episode overall. I think it accomplishes you know, what's necessary. It's a bit of a kind of moving the pieces around moment, but you did have some significant character moments with, uh, with uh, Daryl and Carol, and you had a big set piece involving a boss battle. I do, from a technical standpoint, I did find the direction to be a little subpar compared to what I'm generally used to seeing on the show, because I do think the show is generally well made, and you know, Nicotero has certainly risen up over the years and becoming one of the you know the main staples of direction, let alone some of the others uh, that we constantly. Was this uh, was this uh, Jeffrey January who directed Jeffrey this? January? Yeah, that's right. yes. yep. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, so you know, it's it, it's it might be considered nitpicky or what have you, but I I know what I like to see on the show. It just felt like all right, some moments could have been seen a bit clearer, I think. But regardless, uh, from a you know, from a story standpoint, there, you know, stuff gets done. I enjoyed the weirdness. I enjoyed that this show is remembering that it's based on a comic book and can be a little less serious all the time. So I had, I had, you know, more quote unquote fun with it than um, I have with, uh, you know, some past episodes, even regardless of how good or bad they were. Uh, but yeah, so uh, four, four busters on this. One. Yeah, it's solid. Richard. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really see it as directing issues as much, you know, as much as the issues on set as it would have been, you know, in the editing room. There was, like we discussed the one fight scene, just some of the different things. The way it was edited was like, was that really the best shots that they had from those scenes? You know, and... Yeah. Director called shots. That's true. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. It just, there there I agree that there was a lot of issues in in that part of the show but as far as the story as far as all the character moments um love winslow the megadeth zombie really awesome um really it just i enjoyed watching it from beginning to end and i agree it's a it's definitely a four this week four and five okay daryl 
Uh, I would definitely have to give it a four, uh, four out of five this week. It was a little, it was, it wasn't as good as last week's, but it was still good. I still enjoyed this episode. I like where it's going. Um, you know, all, all the little character stuff in between worked. The plan is coming together. I like what I wanted to see. Um, so it's great. It, it's great to see all that, uh, all the pieces, and, and uh, it helps when Rick is, is back on point. Yeah, definitely. Jim? I give it a four. Uh, it was a good episode. You know, not a great episode. Uh, I liked a lot of the little bits. Um, the the Smoking the Bandit uh, trailer, did you guys mention that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Right, Snow, snowman. That. Yeah, the Snowman. Jerry Reed and his uh, beagle. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I thought it was a good good episode overall. I, it, the scenes with uh, Daryl and Carol were great. I, I love Melissa McBride and uh, and uh, her, her scenes here with uh, with Norman Reedus were, were good. I thought uh, so. Definitely solid. Uh, four out of five. Yeah, I'll do also a four. I think uh, it hit all the right notes for me. And there was nothing really that stood out that was a problem. I think it moved the pieces in the right direction. I liked hearing some dialogue, honestly, from from Daryl. That was nice to see, and it was nice seeing mm-hmm. all these little threads wrapped up. And you know, just it, it, it's even him and Morgan interacting in a way that made sense, like him telling him just to wake up. Like we've been screaming that at the TV for the last how many months now. So it's just to hear Daryl actually say those words and Carol to actually explain what she's going through. It's like thank you. They're finally. They're finally paying us off a little bit for waiting on all these little loose threads they had laying around. But overall, it was good. You know, the, the action sequence was cool. I thought it was nice, a little gladiator match and all that. And, you know, um, one of the one of the listeners mentioned in, in the in the Buster ratings that, well, it was cool, but we kind of knew Rick wasn't going to die right there. So it's like, what was the – where was the jeopardy, right? You don't know that. <laughs> you should be quiet. They didn't watch the show. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was still pretty cool, though, I have to say. Like, it was still a very, very nice sequence. And meeting this new group, the Scavengers, they seem very strange, but disciplined. And I think they could be good cannon fodder for the Saviors. So I like I like where this is going. I kind of like the alliance that Rick forged and, uh, you know, out of desperation, quite frankly. But honestly, I, th- I think it's a good thing. So overall solid, 4.0. Uh, didn't have any huge action sequences, like I said, beyond the Winslow fight. But who cares what we think? We have an amazing Facebook group where our listeners leave their very own Buster ratings each week. It's Facebook.com. Do a search for The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Yet join group. We get you right in. And every week The Walking Dead is on. You can leave your very own Buster ratings in the comments. So as always, read by the, the soothing baritone sounds of Jim <laughs> Dietz. Jim, would you well, please go ahead? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, th- well, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> would you uh, please read the Buster ratings? Thank you. <laughs> sure. As the man said, uh, every uh, the Facebook group is really cool. Not only do we ask everybody to drop in their Buster ratings, but also uh, there's direct links there to uh, Aaron's uh, weekly reviews of the episodes, plus some funny memes and uh, some cool discussion. It's a good group and relatively troll-free for a long time now. So it's a cool place to discuss the show. So definitely join in. We throw trolls under the bridge where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> they do not live, Moss. Uh, Jeff Rhodes starts out with a 4.5 heapsters out of 5. Uh, Rick's beard is much grayer than his hair. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> hey, uh, me too, dude. <laughs> That's the way my, my works, too. 
Um, Richard wanted Daryl to go through with it. He should just say her name was Sally and get it over with. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> um, love the stagecoach robbery depicted on the trailer when they prepared to attack the vehicles. Uh, that man in the iron mask was as bad as uh, bleep. Weird. <laughs> that was genius. Uh, time for a terror to speak up. We're off to Seaside. Yeah. Daryl is such a sweetheart. And undeniable truth, number 104, any guy with a pet tiger can't be that bad. Uh, Joy Irvin wrote in, five frenemies out of five. I'm in the middle of a lot of stupid college homework, so I'll keep my review short. I love the new trashy group. They are so creepy and awesome. My heart sank when Daryl asked Carol, why'd you leave? Mm. And I'm excited to see what's going on over at the Savior's Compound next episode. Uh, Brent Jones, 3.75, The Walking Dead CGI Spectaculars out of five. A little too sci-fi for me, and I'm cool with sci-fi. Uh, the new group is just too odd. Uh, progress in the Kingdom storyline, Daryl is a little too willing to not stay hidden, but his reunion with Carol was great. With great, uh, was great. I'm sorry. Oh, and Daryl punches like a girl. He couldn't <laughs> even drop Negan with a sucker punch. And wails on Richard, who barely has a bloody nose. Whoa, He's holding whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's yeah. holding. Oh, well, this man, this man killed a tank. Thank with you. His I was waiting wait for you to say that, Aaron. <laughs> I, I, thank you very much. Okay. Daryl knows his strength that is big. He's, he's adjusting appropriately for situations that call to need. <laughs> he broke that tank's nose. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl Morris Goodman, 3.75 apocalyptically bad die jobs and bangs out of five. You know what, Cheryl? I'm glad you brought that up because that hair was driving me nuts on um, on the lead girl J- there J- from the J- scavenger. Yeah. Jadis. Yeah. Jadis. That was cra- crazy bangs. Um, the concept of the garbage pail kids. Hey, that's what we should call the them. Garbage Come pail on. kids. That's funny. That's yes. Perfect. Oh, uh, originally I thought the Goonies, but garbage pail kids is better. <laughs> uh, was probably supposed to be menacing, but came off as goofy. Hmm. Rosita is an idiot and getting annoying. I did love the Daryl Carroll storyline a lot, however. Um, Katie Levesque, three point five out of five. Scrap cat statues. I love the battle <laughs> between Rick and the Spike Walker in the Gladiator Pit. Rosita is just a pissy rain cloud lately. She won't be happy about it until they defeat Negan. Great to see Gabriel stepping up to stand for uh, up for Rick. Uh, impressed with Jade as the female leader. Cool. Uh, Richard is such a troublemaker. It could lead to problems for Carol, you think? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed uh, seeing Daryl and Carol interactions. And Daryl and the Tiger was great. Susan Monk, four adorable Jewish Samoan Kingsguards with Cobbler out of five. <laughs> <laughs> because so he, he admitted on the Talking Dead, like he said, he's Jewish and he's Samoan. Like that's why, in real life, that's what he is. Not only if Jerry is, but the actor. Yeah. yeah. I love the Carol Darrell reunion. The new group Scavengers is really weird and reminded me of a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick was sweet to pick up a gift from Michonne after feeding Winslow. Yes, after watching Talking Dead, I might have a crush on Cooper Andrews, who plays Jerry's. Uh, hashtag if Jerry dies, I riot. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chanda Brooms, 3.75. Must love tigers out of five. I <laughs> uh, love Daryl's meeting with Carol, although I wanted him to tell her the truth so she can get back to fighting. I definitely understand why he didn't. Uh, I think the antagonism towards the saviors during the deals is going to get the boy killed. Um, I like the episode overall, but just like last week, I didn't feel there was anything really exciting. Oh, come on, the clothesline last week and mm. alone was worth a few points, right? Uh, Mike Jones, I'm giving this a five since the High Elves of Skyrim are the new group helping Rick's group. Uh, also, nice nod to Smokey and the Bandit with a semi-trailer paint job. I wonder how the saviors in the High Elves have never crossed paths before, seeing as they live on a giant trash heap. Huh. Anyhow, I loved it. 
Uh, Johnny Storr, four out of five. Smoking the Bandit trailers out of five. Did you notice the trailer where Richard and Daryl fought? It's the same trailer from Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, we did. Yes. And uh, Mike Jones pointed out last week we had the Trans Am. Which, that was a cool little pickup. I didn't even see that in the in the background there. So, nice, like, uh, what is that? That's a second-gen uh, Trans Am right there. Yeah. yeah. These guys are on a Hal Needham uh, tribute kick, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, we'll see a, a Dom DeLuise cameo. You know, but he's, <laughs> but digitally, because he's dead, right? <laughs> they can do that um, now. Yeah. They, can, they can bring him back, yeah. I mean. And, like, like, Steve McQueen will roll by at some point, too. Right. Bullet Mustang, that's right. Yeah. Adrian Barbeau in a, in a uh, giant uh, satin uh, jumpsuit with a zipper in the front. Hey, no, hey, no. Hey, no. Cannonball run. That's it. Uh, Mike, Mike Glicksman, 4.5. I really like the new group that gave me a strong Planet of the Apes Forbidden Zone vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. The clothes and names, the strange speech patterns, they're a little nuts, but in a comic book way that I like. Uh, let's see. Seth Tillman, four. Do I have to be a podcaster to write a review around here out of five? <laughs> no, Seth, you don't. Go right you ahead. Don't at all. Another solid episode. Not too keen on the new groups, baby talk, but Dirty Daryl and Shiva were awesome. Uh, he and Carol's reunion was tearful. I smell an end to Sir Richard, not the chub toed cake monster. Hey. Uh, in the near future, <laughs> as well as young Ben. And can we really trust these new people? I'm not so sure. Well, I didn't know you were a cake monster. <laughs> well, that was that was from fear. That was you know that was right. Yeah, yeah. A, it's a, um, for those of us that stuck through Fear of the Walking we're, Dead, we understand what we're talking about. We're this is, long crossed upon relatives of the Cookie Monster. So Fair enough. Yeah. I'm always I'm more of a pie guy myself. Uh, Ian Roswell, four point five. I want the show to be called Walking Jerry out of five. Uh, came away from this loving the Walking Dead all over again. Keep it up with the ratings and go in the right direction. Lastly, who wouldn't take food off of Jerry? Legend. Joy uh, <laughs> Soriano, Kim, three out of five new best friends. I really hate the new group. Hate the dumb outfits. Why are they talking like they don't know English? Somehow I don't mind the king's English, but I hate the new group's broken English. More kingdom, please. Hmm. Uh, Tarek Awar, I'm going to give this one a four out of five. Another great episode of the build of the rebellion against the empire. I mean the saviors. Uh, there are only two complaints of the ep- with the episode one is the fact they're making the Savior red shirts unbearable to watch. I know we're supposed to hate them, but it's getting to the point of ridiculous. Uh, the other is Rosita and her attitude. Hmm. I agree, man. Uh, Richard Cherry, uh, Chopper Cherry Charrington, four. A load of rubbish or garbage to you guys out of five. Um, <laughs> the second half of the season has come up back quite strong. Father Gabriel's now showing his worth to the group. In the junkyard, I was expecting Mel Gibson and Tina Turner to jump out. Thunderdome. Uh, as Daryl has found Carol, but I surely can't be the only one wondering why the Sabres haven't found her cozy little house. Uh, looking forward to next week. Uh, Tambona, four out of five, awesome spiky zombie. OMG, what, when the hell is Tara going to fess up about the guns? I know. Uh, Scott Homan, uh, three tetanus shots needed out of five. <laughs> a solid episode, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love any parts of it. I understand they need to get some of these building episodes to get where they're going. Uh, Andrew Park, four dirty Persian rugs in a Thunderdome out of five. An odd new group. Uh, four, Rob Cook, 4.5 smoking and banded trailers out of five. Love that Easter egg. The show had a, mad, had a Mad Max feel to it with a new scavenger group. Very much so. Uh, great to see Carol and Daryl back together. Uh, Tanya Royston, four Vulcan leaders out of five. <laughs> More Romulan <laughs> with the bangs, though, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, if I have to, I have to buy a kingdom with a tiger, I guess I have to buy a landfill 
full of slick haircut cult members, <laughs> uh, speaking in very little tongue. Uh, Carol Dale reunion was the best of the episode. Worst, Rosita and her attitude. Psychiatrist Denise is surely missed. Mm. Uh, Chris Pierce, four to five. Father Mad Max, I mean, Gabriel, good job. <laughs> um, Monica Smith, Anacito, four out of five. Gets a new idea for another Walking Dead spinoff. Everybody hates Morgan. <laughs> Who would have wow. thunk? I, I just want to mention Andrew Park had brought up in, you know, the Persian rugs. I thought that was cool when they opened up on that overhead shot, all those Persian. It really tied the junkyard together. Like on the floor, on the ground, you mean, yeah. Tied it together. I get it. Yeah. Thanks, Lebowski. Thank you. But uh, if you want to join the Facebook group, you can also chime in with your review of each episode. And like I said, there's a lot of cool links in there to a lot of other fun stuff. So let's see the Walking Dead TV podcast on the Facebooks. Excellent. Jim, as always, thank you for reading the uh, the Buster ratings of our of our group. 816 members strong right now and uh, and growing. So um, And the ratings actually were growing a little bit for the show, too. It seems like they crept up a little bit. They had 12 million viewers for... Um, this last episode so far. I mean, I guess they didn't figure in the plus threes yet, but still a good, a good showing. It's getting better. I guess the fans like like it when Rick's group is winning a little bit, not just getting their their butts kicked every week. All right, guys, any final thoughts? <laughs> I, I, I do look forward to seeing these different groups interact with each other once that finally has to happen. <laughs> right. There's some there's some wackiness here <laughs> that will be uh, need to see. Uh, kind of cross paths i mean the kingdom meeting the scavengers will be much like you know old england meeting vikings (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be crazy yeah that should be good i mean i I don't know i i seem like the hilltoppers are on board too like they were they were ready to go birdie and the hilltoppers i mean gregory forget about him he'll be hiding in the house under the chair. Under the chair. They'll probably blow up the house with him hiding under underneath the desk or something. That's how he's going to go, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Well, all right, good. Good episode, guys. On to the next one. So if you uh, want to see or hear or read our hosts when they're not talking The Walking Dead, where can they get you? Aaron. Oh, boy. Um, you can find me talking about movies over at Out Now with Aaron and Abe, the podcast I co-host with my friend Abe. We... um. Got a lot of content actually coming this way because we have a new episode where we're focused on a cure for wellness, a new uh, horror thriller that came out this past weekend. We have a lot of Oscar stuff coming up. We had a commentary track for Speed that just came out. We have a filmmaker interview that we just did. So yeah, there's a, there's a ton of stuff uh, on that Whoa. podcast you can find there. I Thank love you. Speed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pop quiz, and, uh, hot shot. Pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can find all the things that I write about uh, over at thecodazeek.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. That's great. Hey, that movie is when I first fell in love with one Sandy Bullock. I was going to say Dennis Hopper. She was pretty hot back then. Yeah, Dennis Hopper was good. She's pretty hot back then. She's pretty hot still now. I mean, yeah, she looks different now. But back then, she was like, well, you're looking at her like, all right, all right. I can see that, you know. Like, she was like nobody. She came up in what? That was like the movie that made her, wasn't it? That was the big hit that broke her out. um, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Oh, yeah, Murder, Death, Kill. Murder, Death, Kill. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Richard. Well, I am at Chubtoad01 on the tweets, on the Instagrams, and all that stuff. You can hear me on this network over at the DC TV podcast that uh, with Jim there and Daryl and our friend Jerry. And we'll be recording, what, for six shows this week? Yep. Jim, something like that? Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six. So with that, I'll throw it over to Jim. Seven, if you count Powerless. We've been kind of half watching it. We've been commenting on it, but really I haven't done full full reviews or analysis of it because it's kind of a crap show. Anyway, um, but yeah, there's a DC TV podcast on the HSWLOD, uh, which you know this prod uh, this podcast originated from. There's also it's all connected, covering the Marvel stuff, which is Russ and sometimes Daryl and sometimes Johnny M, sometimes uh, Brad, uh, talking the Marvel television universe. And uh, I am on a show on the Taylor Network Podcast.com with Daryl and Donnie called Nothing's On, where we talk general TV and movies. We just got done talking about Riverdale and Legion and a bunch of other really cool uh, new shows that are interesting and, and fun to talk about. Uh, good times there. Now that we uh, we finally are able to re-sign John, uh, Donnie Salvo with his very expensive and lavish contract <laughs> oh, uh, to the podcast. So, Oh, I didn't hear. You actually got through the negotiations then. We did. Yeah. It wasn't easy, and I'm too, I, I had to lose two fingers, but it's well worth it. <laughs> now, I have to ask, because you brought it up, you guys watched Rivendell? Yes. Riverdale, yeah. yeah I've heard nothing but good things about Riverdale. Still watching it. It is, it is surprisingly interesting. Yeah. Oh, my. I, I don't I, read Archie. From the trailers, I thought, oh, my. But now I guess I'll check it out. The only thing that bothers me about it is that Archie is, like, the least likable character on the show for me so far. But it's only, what, four episodes in, three episodes in? Something like that. But anyway, yeah, we have all kinds of television stuff covered on all those things. You can follow me on uh, the Twitters, at Yoda Jones. And Daryl. Uh, you can check me out on uh, com. Uh, where we cover a lot of the uh, TV, Which movie is- news, and comics and stuff, and you can also Daryl appears on seventy-eight podcasts a week. That <laughs> <laughs> many, but uh, there are other podcasts. There are other podcasts on the network that I'm not on. That uh, and we will be adding uh, a D and D podcast that yeah, uh, right. nice. is part of. Uh, that'll be added soon. Uh, we have our Star Wars podcast. We have our Star Trek podcast. We have. Uh, uh, interview uh, podcast uh, for comics and, and movies and TV, so you can check that out as well. So it's all available on on Taylor Network of Podcast, and you can catch me on Twitter at the Voice One Two Three. Excellent, and we'll soon to be adding our fast food podcast right to the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Is that right? <laughs> we're gonna. We're all right, gonna. we're getting there. We're getting there. That's fine. So, if you want to hear me when I'm not talking The Walking Dead, I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show, AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com forward slash Auto Chat Show. Please like the page. We talk about. What do you play? You play? You play a Night Rider? Oh. <laughs> yes, I have a kit car. Yes, I, I. I'm actually working on the dashboard right now. To tell you the truth, I, I got a whole new, new dash going in. So a lot of soldering, a lot of wiring. I've been doing. But um, it'll be set for the spring. So anyway, we review new cars, discuss cars in pop culture. Me and my co-host, Teddy, have a good time doing it. Please check mm-hmm. us out at the Auto Chat Show. And, and you were wondering while I was playing Yanni uh, in the background. Is that what oh, the, the Yanni jokes. I, 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 when I listened, I, I got it. It's kind of like an insight. It, it was from a previous one because Ted's Greek, and I always 
I tease him that whenever he gets into a Lexus with the Mark Levinson sound system, he puts on his Yanni CD and starts cruising up and down, you know, the boulevard there. <laughs> so it's like we were talking about the Lexus RX, and I started playing the Yanni music. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to tease him a little bit. Yeah, he likes it though. Of course he does. He's, he's a good, 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 good geek boy. So that's it. Okay. But, but uh, no, we actually we have a great time uh, reviewing yeah, new cars. Listen, that's fun. I'm not a car person, and I um, I just like my car to run, and I drive it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can sit back to listen to the show, and I and I crack up, and I you know, and that, I get the uh, the car news. That's that the whole got. thing. We don't we don't want to be boring and just say okay, it's thirty five miles per gallon, and it's two hundred horsepower. We try to make we try to make it kind of fun, you know what I mean, and just joke around yeah. about it a little bit. But actually, you know, in, do serious reviews somehow mixed in there. But uh, anyway, check us out. We got the New York International Auto Show coming up next month. We'll be covering that, and uh, a few new cars are coming our way too from Honda next month. So check that out as well. So, folks, until there is no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, Carol better not get the sniffles because Richard <laughs> will be a dead man. <laughs> Take care, folks. Well, I hope Jerry gets uh, that uh, Tupperware casserole dish back, too. I mean, those got to be hard to find in, those, I'm saying, uh, right? in the apocalypse with the lid. Now, that was oh, the yeah. glass one. On that was the glass one, too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was a Pyrex dish. That was Pyrex, yeah, that baby. Nice. Corningware nice. or something, right? That was a, yeah, <laughs> that was not. That was not. You know, secondhand. That was nice. That wasn't like the glass oh, disposable ones. That was those. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe she'll refill it with her special cookies, or her casserole. Her casserole, yeah. Her casserole, yeah. She, you know, she made the Girl's casserole. Yeah. I miss those casseroles. Huh. <laughs> she used to kill. She used to kill a lot of people in the time it took to bake one of those casseroles. Oh man! Like, Remember the good old days, man. I kill in between these dudes, this dish right here. <laughs> Three, four, five. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, take care, folks. Let it all hang out cause we gotta run to make The boys are thirsty in Atlanta And there's beer in Texarkana And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes He's and down, loaded up and trucking Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm eastbound, just watch your bandit run
trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch on bandit. 